Everybody has a different story, a different path in their lives. You might not know where your journey will take you to, but hopefully it will help you to make a difference in your life, in the lives of those around you, and the world. Welcome to The Journey on the Voice America Kids channel. We've got all kinds of stories this hour, so turn it up and enjoy the trip. Now, here are your hosts. Jen T- Judd Thompson Jr. had always hated having the same name as his father, until now. Thank you and welcome to The Journey. I'm Serena and today we are going to be talking about The Rapture and specifically the Left Behind series by Jerry B. Jenkins and Tim LaHaye, I believe is how you pronounce it. So, um, to, yeah, so I am here with Angel. Yo! If you guys hadn't known, she she's my sister, so yeah. Yes, I am from the Angel Army Show here on Voice America and Kidstar Networks. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. But yeah, so um yeah, so let's getting start started right away. I'm gonna share some facts about Jerry B. Jenkins, one of the I would say the main authors, um, probably the most known for the Left Behind series. So, Jerry B. Jenkins was born the 23rd of September in 1949. I believe he's 65 um, this year, or I guess he's turning 66 this year. Um, his birthplace was, oh my goodness, I'm going to mess this name up so bad. Um, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Kalamazoo, Michigan, yeah. Okay, and he has written many, many books. Um, he's authored more than 180 books, 16 of which have reached the New York Times bestseller list. Um, and he's most known for the co-author of the Left Behind book series. And there is a adult version and a kid version. And do you know if he's the author of both the adult and kid or just the kid? I think both. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I, I would guess both, but I'm not for sure. So, uh, Jerry B. Jenkins is a writer whose greatest success has been with the Left Behind book series, a fictional account of the end of the world and the return of Jesus Christ. In collaboration with Tim LaHaye, a Christian minister and author from California, Jenkins published the, fir- the first book in the series in 1995, and the huge ex- success of the series spawned a feature-length movie... Uh, Left Behind, the movie, in 2000. That was... Okay, Rachel. Yeah, I just like the way you're talking. I'm talking like a radio show. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, and then this in a series of children's books, Left Behind, the kids, the story based on an interpretation of the biblical prophecy follows a cast of characters as they face the sudden disappearance of devout Christians and subsequent subsequent great Jenkins is a oh wait messed up great (laughs) tribulation of a period of seven years during which the antichrist rules the earth before the return of Jesus Christ so um yeah so from and here's a few facts that probably I didn't even know this so uh before Jerry B. Jenkins like wrote these books and stuff um or in like the middle of it from 1996 to 2004, Jenkins was a writer of a sports-oriented comic strip named Gilthorpe. I've actually never heard of this, Angel. Gilthorpe? 
Yeah, it sounds really familiar, but maybe that's just like it got mentioned in the research I was doing on this. Um, but having been in negotiations with Tribune Media Services about the possibility of turning Jack Burrell's stories into a young youth book series, he asked he was asked to take over the writing duties of the strip when Mr. Burrell died in 1996. Many of the comic strip stories were written, but uncredited, by his son, Chad Jenkins, the sports information director at Mid-America Nazarene University. So I actually didn't know that he had, like, sons or anything. But um, on the Left Behind note right now, um, there are 35... Left Behind books in the kids series, the Left Behind the Kids, and um, what you heard in the beginning was just the first sentence of the first book, um, which is, yeah, so that's cool, and just so you guys know, each book has, like, it's called the Left Behind the Kids, but each one has, like, a name, so the first one is called The Vanishing, which I get it, because I'm actually, I'm on the third book, but we don't have the fourth one, Angel. You have you have that something to do with me. that. That was you. She like no. lended it to a friend or something, and no. I can't find it. But because I feel like to read these books, you can't just read like you can't just skip over one, especially since the last sentence of the third one was like so like what? I'll I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but it was just like a plot twist, and I was like what? So I don't want to like skip don't the third one. Say what again? What? I think yeah. the entire series is like a plot twist because unless yeah, you I know. read Revelations and you really understand everything that's going on, it's it's just like a, a much easier way that they put it. Yeah, cause like it's practically like there's four there's four characters and practically there is hold on i don't know their names by heart so i have to look in the book there's judd vicky lionel and ryan and um in the first like four chapters it just tells all about them and like their stories and kind of like a little bit of the background and so then it goes into how they all like somehow meet up like at a church, like, their friends invite them to the church or something, so they, like, meet each other, but they didn't, like, know that they were going to meet each other again, and then plot twist, like, uh, the rapture happens, so, like, they find each other, and then they, practically the whole series is just, like, those struggles and, like, what they're going through as they're, like, figuring out what is happening, because um, we, like, last year, I believe, we the Left Behind movie came out, and uh, we saw that, and like I haven't seen it yet. Get out of here! Oh, you have it? No, but you guys rented it when I was not there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was like pretty good, but um, it was it was pretty good because it showed like how I don't know if this is exactly how it happens, but like a lot like kids and all Christians and stuff just like vanish. Like their clothes are like neatly folded and they just like in one a blink of an eye as it says in revelations like a twinkle of an eye it just everyone just like disappears and everyone's like what is happening and um part of it um is like on an airplane so they're they don't know like what is happening because they're in the air they don't know if it's just on the plane they don't know if it's around the world they don't know if it's just the united states they don't know any of this like yeah. that would be so scary just like 
if I wasn't a Christian, like, just seeing someone next to me just, like, disappear or, like, my husband or my kid just, like, disappear. And I don't know what's happening. I just, I just, like, see that someone just disappeared. And, like, that would be so nerve-wracking. So I'm, like, I'm glad I, like, know. I don't know when it's going to happen. But um, later on, we'll kind of talk about, like, some different theories on when and, like, when it happens and stuff. So uh, going on, there, uh, as I mentioned before, the tribulation. So, or first off, the English word rapture is derived from the Latin verb rapire, 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 I don't know, uh, <laughs> something like that, meaning to carry off or to catch up. So that kind of that kind of makes sense because the rapture, God is like coming, taking his like children and stuff to heaven where like they belong and stuff. So like that. Is really, I wonder where the word like rapture came from. Like, did someone create that, or like, is it was it in the Bible first? The rapture, like the title, the rapture. Yeah, like where did that? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I does does that it say in the Bible that like the rapture is that its title? Um. See, I read Revelations a little while ago, but. I, can't retain knowledge very well. Um, <laughs> I'll try to do some like research and uh, maybe in later segments I'll say that. But I'm pretty sure I don't know. But like I don't know. That just seems like crazy to me that everything is just gonna like everyone and not everyone, but like some people are just gonna disappear off the face of the earth. And in the movie Left Behind, they kind of like showed like everything was chaotic and like everyone was scared because. Oh, it, that would be so nerve-wracking. But, like, everyone was scared. Everyone didn't know what was happening. And um, in the movie, actually, like, one of the main characters, um, he figures out, like, because his wife was Christian and his son was, but his daughter and him weren't. And so, like, he figures out and he has a Bible. He's like, this is what's happening. And then, like, everyone doesn't believe him and everyone to, like, kill them because they think it's his fault. And I'm like, what? No, he's got the right idea. And I'm like... I hope there's a second one because the end of the movie, like, it just, like, shows off. Don't spoil it. I know, but the end of the movie is just, like, it's, like, a total cliffhanger. And I'm like, really? But, um, <laughs> I know that. Okay, so let's take a break. I'm Serena. I'm And you're listening to The Journey. you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You are listening to The Journey on Voice America Kids. It's real people, real stories, real life. Let's get back to this week's show. Welcome back to The Journey. I'm Serena. 
Matt Angel. And we are talking about the Rapture and specifically the Left Behind series. So, um, starting off, we are gonna, or I am gonna read, and uh, some of the first book, uh, Left Behind the Kids, book number one, The Vanishing, and we're just gonna discuss a little bit of it and kind of like what we think about it and stuff like that. So, let's get started. Judd Thompson Jr. had always hated having the same name as his father, until now. Every time the phone rang and someone asked for Jude, it was, which one, Big Judd or Little Judd? The funny thing was, Little Judd was already taller than his father. He had just gotten his driver's license, and the whiskers on his chin formed into a thin goatee. He was tired of being called Junior, as if he were never called Little Judd again for, for the rest of his life, but it would be too soon. For now, but now, for once, being Judd Thompson Jr. was working in Judd's favor. This break was meant to be, Judd decided. After days of fighting with his parents about where he was going, who he has been with, what he was doing, and how late he would be in, he just happened to be home one afternoon. And his mother picked that day to ask him to bring in the mail. If that didn't prove this was meant to be, Judd didn't know what did. Judd sighed loud loudly at his mother's request. She said he acted like one small chore or favor was the biggest burden in the world. That was exactly how he felt. He didn't want to be told to do anything. So, um, that was just, like, the first, maybe, like, paragraph. It was the first page and, like, probably, like, a third of the second page. Um, oh, and each book, I'm pretty sure, it has, like, a hundred, maybe, like, 150 pages they all about have the same it's not like ones like super long like i know the harry potter series like the last one's like huge or the first one's like really little it's not like that each one is about the same but i'm um, just discussing that so judd um throughout the book i, I have an idea i think it would be kind of cool if you read like part of the book each show you know that would yeah or like for like a segment or two every other week or every three weeks or every month you do yeah. part of it. Maybe I could, like, read... I don't know how long the paragraphs are. I could... Or the chapters. I could read, like, maybe, a, like, a few pages each week and then so you guys could kind of follow along or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Do that right now. Okay. So... <laughs> Well, well now I'm into the book. <laughs> okay. I remember. Kind of. So I I know I haven't read it. Um, I haven't read it in a while. I'll have to like re-familiarize myself. I read a little bit of it before the show, so yeah, because they're like they're easy reads, but they're yeah. Like for me, they're I read those books in like fifth grade. Yeah, they're pretty easy to read, even though like they're not pretty long, but like. On the longer side, I guess they're only yeah, 150. Not all they're short. But for some people, they're all longer. But it's like a pretty easy word read. There's no like really hard words like no, no, not like high school I, words. I think it's just like like it's, I think they're really interesting. Yeah, they're. I really like, recommend. Not really geared for high school students. It's still. It's a good thing to read, like, and I think a lot of people should read this because it kind of gives you like an in, not an inside look, but like a 
uh, kind of like yeah, okay. they're interesting. Yeah, they're really interesting. There's like so many plot twists, and then yeah, it's remember Angel used to like name herself Vicky, and it's really funny. Yeah, I had an alter ego <laughs> called Vicky Barnes. Yeah, Barnes. It was so fun. Okay, so definitely the, based off of the character of of what we have. Yeah. But okay, so continuing. Just oh. Oh, that's okay. Okay. Why can't you get it? He asked her. Because I asked you to, she said. Why do I have to do everything? Would you like to compare what you do around here with what I do? She asked and began the usual argument. Only when his mother threatened to ground him did he stomp out to the mailbox. He was glad he did. On the way back to the house, Italy flipping through catalogs and letters and magazines, he found it. An envelope addressed to him. It was clearly a mistake, obviously intended for his father. He knew that soon, that as soon as he saw it, he was it was business mail. He didn't recognize the return address. Just to be ornery, he slipped slipped it inside his jacket and gave the rest of the mail to his mother. Well, he didn't exactly give it to her. He tossed it on the ca- kitchen table at, in front of her, and half of it slid on, onto the floor. He heard he headed to his room. Just a minute, young man, she said, using another of his least favorite names. Get back here and get, give, this, give this mail to me properly. In a minute, he, he said, jogging up the steps. Oh, never mind, she said. By the time you get back here, I, I'll have picked it up, read, and answered. You're welcome, he hollered. A job not finished is not worthy of a thank you, she said, but thanks anyway. Judd took off his jacket, cranked up his music, and lay on his bed, opening the envelope. Onto his chest, dropped a credit card in his name, Judd Thomas Jr. A. A sticker on it told him it was a toll-free number and answer a few questions so he could begin using the card. The letter told them they had honored his request. He could spend tens of thousands of dollars using that card alone. Judd couldn't believe his luck. He dialed the number and asked, and was asked his mother's maiden name and date of birth. He knew enough to use his grandmother's maiden name and his father's birthday. This was, after all, really his father's card. Wrong name or not, the automated voice told Judd he could begin using the card immediately. It was then that he that he planned his escape. So that was the first. It says page six, but. The book started on page three, so really the first three pages. But that kind of gives you an idea of how Judd is. He obviously fights with his parents a lot. He's just like, I'm get. I'm pretty sure all these characters are teenagers because um, using context clues, he has his driver's license and stuff like that. So, yeah, so practically you could just get a, like an idea of how this Judd character is. He's he fights with his parents. He's just like he doesn't want. He's pretty lazy. I feel like he doesn't want to like do anything. He's kind of I guess I don't know the word. Maybe like stuck up. He doesn't want to like do anything for his parents or anything like that. Like conceited. Yeah, conceited and stuff like that. So just from the first like three pages, you could get an idea of who Judd is, like and stuff like that. So a few more pages or paragraphs. Judd felt desperate to get away. He wasn't sure what had happened or why, but he was sure his family was the problem. 
Judd's father owned a business in Chicago and was wealthy. His mother had never had never had to work outside the home. Judd's little brother and sister and nine-year-old twins, Mark and Marcy, were young enough to stay out of his hair. They're okay, he guessed. Mark's and Marcy's room were full of trophies from church, the same as Judd's had once been. He had really been into this stuff, memorizing Bible verses, going to camp every summer, all that. But when Judd had gone from junior high to senior high youth group at North Hope Village Church in Mount Prospect, Illinois, he had seen he seemed to lose interest overnight. He used to invite his friends to church and youth group. Now he was embarrassed to say his parents made him go. Judd felt like he had outgrown church. It had been okay when he was a kid, but now no one wanted to dress like he did, listen to his kind of music, or have a little fun. At school, he hung with kids who, who got to make their own decisions and do what they wanted to. That was all he wanted, a little freedom. Even though they couldn't afford it, Judd's parents refused to buy him, or even though they could afford it, Judd's parents refused to buy him his own car. How many other high school juniors still rode the bus to school? When Judd did get to drive one of his parents' cars, one of them told him where, one of them told him where he could go, whom he could go with, and what he could do, and when he had to get back. So, um, that's just uh, that's like a page and a half more, but it that's like a lot of kids. Um, a lot of kids like they're really into it. Like when you could go to like VBS and like all those camps and stuff. But after a while, like after, cause I know I I'm in seventh grade and I can't do VBS anymore. After like so long, you just like you get out of it and you can't do a lot of stuff. And my mom was actually talking to like a guy in his twenties, and he was saying how like he was like into it when he was really young, but then he was like not into it for so many years, and now he's like he took like a year break, and now he's like really on fire for Christ, and like. He's so many things, and I think, I think, I think I'm kind of like getting like Judd is, and how he's kind of getting out of it. Cause I know I have this show, and it's really been helping me. And I go to church and stuff, but like there's just some things that like I would normally do that sometimes I don't feel comfortable doing anymore. And it's just like so crazy how like you could change all this by just like one year or two years or like overnight, like the book said. So, um, ending on that note, discussing it all and reading a little bit of it, um, let's take a break. I'm Serena, and that's Angel. Yeah, and I'm Angel. <laughs> and you're listening to The Journey. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. You are listening to The Journey on Voice America Kids. 
It's real people, real stories, real life. Let's get back to this week's show. Welcome back to The Journey. I'm Serena, and we are talking about a Left Behind series and the rapture. So, uh, last segment, we we read some of the first book, The Vanishing, of the Left Behind series, The Kids, by Jeremy Jenkins and... Tim La LaHay still can't pronounce that. Sorry guys. But um so yeah, so now we're going to talk about um the a little bit more of the rapture. Now there are three main beliefs regarding time of the rapture. There's the pre-tribulation rapture, the post-tribulation tribulation rapture, and the mid-tribulation rapture. And I'm just going to talk a little bit about those before I do. So um just in case, because I didn't really know what this meant. The Google definition of tribulation is a cause or state of great trouble or suffering. Now, I know the rapture is something not necessarily good, but like for Christians and like people who've taken God into their heart, it's like a good thing because like you get to go up to heaven and stuff, but like not for not for everyone. Like, like I mentioned before in the first or second segment, like, if you, if I wasn't a Christian or I, I hadn't taken God with my heart, like that would be so scary, just like to see my friend or my parents or my sister or a coworker just like disappear out of thin air in a twinkle of an eye, as Revelation say, like I said before. So like that'd be so scary. So it is like a great trouble or suffering because suffering because if I was a parent and I just saw my child disappear, that would be like heartbreaking like in the movie the left behind um that just came out like uh last year the year before it like the sister had her brother with her in the mall and he just like disappeared like she she was like looking for him and it was just like so scary and all like the babies disappeared and uh, yeah stuff like that so it's crazy so the pre-tribulation rapture is that's the most popular, popular, yeah, the po- most popularly taught view among Christian faiths is, uh, is that is known as the pre-tribulation rapture or the pre-trib theory. Uh, those who accept this perspective belief believe the rapture will happen just before the tribulation period at the beginning of the seventeenth week of Daniel. The rapture will usher in. The final seven years of this age, true followers of Jesus Christ will be transformed into their spiritual bodies in the rapture and be taken from the earth to be in heaven with God. Now, I'm not sure if it says in the Bible whether your whole body disappears or your body stays and your spirit goes up. I'm not exactly sure. I'll try to do some a little bit more research and like tell you guys next week or something, but... That's something I want to know because, like, in the Left Behind movie, um, their whole body disappears. It's not like there's just, like, a body and they're, like, not waking up. They're, like, in, uh, like, they're, like, dead or anything. It's not like that. It's, like, their whole body disappears. But in this definition, which I got from Christianity.about.com, um, it just says, like, their spiritual body. So I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I will try to do some more of that. So, um, non-believers will be left, this is still the pre-trib theory, uh, non-believers will be left behind, aka the left behind 
series, that's why it's called that, um, to face severe tribulation as the Antichrist prepares to take his place as the beast halfway through the seven-year period, a.k.a. Satan. Um, according to this view, non-believers will st still come to accept Christ in spite of the church's absence during this time. However, these, Christ these new Christians will endure extreme persecution. So, yeah, that's practically the whole um, little... What, what is the word I'm looking for? It's like a nutshell. That's the tree prib. What am I saying? Tree pib. Yeah. The pre-trib uh, theory in a nutshell. So, yeah. So, and if you guys want, um, I gave you the website, Christianity.about.com. So, just if you guys want to do a little bit more research and, like, um, like email me or something, like, email Kidstar or something, that'd be great. Because, I mean, I would like to, if anyone, there's probably somewhere out someone out there who knows a little bit more about this than me and it'd be like cool to learn a little bit more about it and because like there's so many things in the bible that i i don't know because i'm i actually have not read like like in depth like talk about each verse of revelation and i kind of want to do that and um that'd be really cool and i encourage you guys to do it because the whole book of revelation talks about god coming down defeating satan defeating all the bad people and like it's cool to like learn about that stuff and yeah so i encourage you guys to do it and i will try to do it with you guys so uh the post-tribulation rapture and another popular view is that's also called the post-trib theory or the post-tribulation rapture um this is where those who accept this perspective believe that Christians will remain on the earth as witnesses during the seven-year tribulation period until the very end of this age. According to this view, believers will be either removed or protected from the terrible wrath of God predicted towards the end of the seven years in the book of Revelation. So in this one, this is uh, pretty much a little bit different than the pre-trib theory. This is where... Um, Christians will remain on earth and they will not like disappear or anything like that like a lot of like the left behind series and even like the left behind book series they they say like everyone disappears but in the post tribulation rapture theory this is where they stay on earth witness everything witness God like coming down stuff like that and I I kind of, but I believe in the pre-tribulation rapture because I believe that in Revelations in book 20, 21, somewhere in there, um, it talks about how everyone will disappear in the twinkle of an eye or like the twitching of an eye or a blink of an eye or something like that. Like, AK just saying like really fast that you won't like when like that's like just blinking and then like your loved ones or your daughter or your like someone like that your friend just disappearing in that blink and that's like crazy again but I think I kind of believe that one more because I know in Revelation I'm pretty sure that's what it says so the mid-tribulation rapture a lot less popular view um also known as the mid-trip theory the, uh, and this is uh where Christians will be taken from the earth to be in heaven with God at some point during the middle of the seven 
year period of tribulation. So I'm pretty sure this is this one is kind of in between where they they won't like wait the whole way until God comes. They'll disappear in like the middle of that. So like in like three and a half years or something or like anything like that, they'll just disappear and so they'll witness some and then like go with god in heaven and stuff like that and then uh this website that i got christianity.about.com it says the tribulation encompasses a future seven-year period where god will complete his discipline of israel and final judgment upon the unbelieving citizens of the world so even this one it kind of sounds like um they are saying that the pre-trib theory that they will disappear they will uh like they will disappear in the beginning and then god will come down uh give his judgment it's weird it's a weird thing like i've always pictured like heaven where there's like a big long line and god's like just sitting at this table and he's like um even though like you sinned and like stuff like that to like me and my sister and like my family he's like even though you sinned um and like he shows us all our sins and like he has like a whole list of our sins and there's gonna be like millions because i'm not sure when even like now i'm sure i've told a lot i've told many lies i've sinned so much i mean like everyone's a sinner so except jesus so like and yeah so uh, he'll have this long long list and he'll be like okay well uh since you accepted me into your into your heart uh you get to go to heaven and like this door will like open up or something and then there'll be like the tree of life and then like all my um like my relatives and like my, my everyone i knew um like everyone i knew my friends my family everyone will just be like waiting there and they'll be like i'm so glad you're here and like ev everything like that and like ugh, it's crazy it's crazy guys so, um, ending on that note, and uh, talk about the all the tribulation raptures, all the beliefs, or just some of them, the three main beliefs. Um, and on that, let's take a break. I'm Serena, and you are listening to The Journey. does indie mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you. You are listening to The Journey on Voice America Kids. It's real people, real stories, real life. Let's get back to this week's show. Welcome back to The Journey. I'm Serena, and I am, again, this is the last segment, on talking about the rapture and the Left Behind series. So, starting off, I'm going to um, share a verse 
And then I'm going to read a little bit more from the first book of the Left Behind series, the kids version. So, yeah. So, um, this is from Revelation 24, or 20, verse 4. Um, and I saw thrones, and they sat up, and and they sat upon them, and the judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded from the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which has not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither has received his mark upon their foreheads or their hands, and they lived and regained with Christ a thousand years. So this verse is practically saying, even though you've sinned and even though you may have not like worshipped the beast, um, also this is whenever I say the beast, it means like Satan, and this is what the Bible says. And a lot of the times it used Satan, but in the by online Bible that I was using, it said the beast, which is the I use King James Bible Online.org, just in case you guys wanted to know. So, um, but it said this one's practically saying if. Even though you haven't worshipped him, if you sinned and everything like that, and even though you've done all those things, you still accepted Jesus and God into your heart, so, like, you're forgiven. All your, That's why, like, Jesus saying, like, that's why I died on the cross, like, so one day you will be forgiven of your sins. Excuse me. Uh, you will be forgiven of your sins, and, like, you will go up to heaven and everything like that. So, um... Yeah, so that's just one of the verses. I'm going to share another verse a little bit later. But, yeah, so let's continue reading um, the vanishings of the Left Behind series. How many other... I'm going to start from a little bit later. So, even though they couldn't afford it, they could afford it, Judd's parents refused to buy him his own car. How many other high school juniors still rode the bus to school? When Judd did get to drive one of his parents' cars, one of them told him where he could go, whom he could go with, what he could do, and when he had to be back. If only his parents knew what he was doing when they thought he was just out with the guys, he thought. How he hated his curfew, his parents' constant watch over his schoolwork, their criticizing his hair, his clothes, and his friends. Worst of all, he was grounded if he didn't get up for Sunday school and church every Sunday. Just the Sunday before, he had put on such a fuss that his mother had come into his room, sat on his bed. Don't don't you love Jesus anymore, she asked. What a stupid question, Judd thought. He, he didn't remember ever really loving Jesus. Oh, he had liked the stories and knew a lot of verses, but loving Jesus, loving God, that was for little kids and old ladies. But what... Could he say to his mother, if you want the truth, I only go to church so I could go out on weekends and use the cars. That was clearly not what she wanted to hear. All right, then just forget it, she said. I can stay home from church if you don't want to go anywhere for the week for a week. Judd swore under his breath. It was a good thing his mother hadn't heard that. He'd been he'd have been grounded for life in Sunday school. Judd coughed an attitude. He wore clothes his parents only barely approved of, and he stayed as far away as possible from the good kids. What losers. They never had any fun. Judd didn't smile, didn't carry a Bible, didn't look at the teacher, didn't say anything. When the teacher asked his opinion of something, he shrugged. He wanted everyone to know he was only there because he had to be. In church, he 
he slouched when his father wasn't looking. He wanted to bury burrow within himself and just make it through the through to the end of the service. He didn't sing along. He didn't bow his head during prayer. He didn't shut his eyes. No one had ever said those were rules. Jeff was simply trying to be different from everyone else. He was way too cool for this stuff. As usual, Pastor Vernon Billings got off on his kick about what he called the rapture. Someday, he said, Jesus will return to take his followers to heaven. Those who had time who have received him will disappear in the time it takes to blink your eye. We will disappear right in front of disbelieving people. Won't that be a great day for us and a horrifying one for them? The kindly old pastor talked about how important it was for everyone to be sure of his own standing before God and to think about and to think and prayer about pray about friends and loved ones who might not be ready. Jed's little secret was, was that he he never really believed any of that. And um that is just like a thing as we were talking before, like in the blink of an eye, like that will be a horrifying one for them, but like a glorious one for the people who have taken in him. Cause we don't even though like we know and we know that like down on earth how they might be feeling, but we won't I don't think we'll care. Like that sounds like really rude, but like we'll be so overjoyed and like there's no crying in heaven there's no like sorrow there's no anything of that in heaven there's only like happiness and love and everything so i don't even think like we'll kind of comprehend what people are feeling down on earth because we'll be so rejoiced in like ourselves and that we're like we made it and we're with god and we're with like the one and only jesus christ like we'll be so like overjoyed that i don't even think we'll care like what's going down on earth like that's just crazy to me so um continuing the kindly old pastor talked about how important it oh it was for everyone to be sure of his own standing before god and to think about and prayer pray about friends and loved ones who might not be ready jed's little secret was that he had never really believed any of that he he'd have enough he'd have enough had enough chances. Application Bible School, VBS, his friends had prayed and received Christ. He was embarrassed. He told them he had already done that at home. At a camp a few years later, Judd felt guilty and sinful when a young speaker talked about church kids who weren't really Christian believers. He wanted to go forward. He really had, but he had also just been named Camper of the Week for member for memorizing a bunch of Bible verses and being the fastest to look up some others, what would people say? He knew he he knew he hadn't have to go forward or talk with anyone about anyone to receive Christ. He knew he could do it by himself. He could pray sincerely and ask God to forgive his sins and make Jesus the Lord of his life. But later, when the meeting was over and the emotion wore off, he told himself that was something he could do anytime. He felt the most guilty when he was 12 years old and many of his Sunday school classmates signed up to be baptized. Their teacher and Pastor Billings made clear to them that this was an act of obeying Christ, a step taken by Christians to declare themselves followers of Jesus. As the students were baptized, they were asked to tell about when they had received Christ. Judd had done the unthinkable. He had quoted scripture and made up a story about when he had become a Christian once by himself at camp. 
He felt guilty about that for weeks, never having the guts to tell his parents or his Sunday school teacher. Yet something kept him from confessing to God and getting things right with Christ. Now he was 16 and had feelings and thoughts he believed no one could understand. He was bored with church and frustrated with his parents and secretly proud that he wasn't really part of the church crowd. He went because he had to, but someday soon he would make his own decisions. With a small error of that credit card, Judd Thompson Jr. had his ticket to freedom. He had seen his dad get cash with his credit card at the bank and an automatic teller machine. And he had and he knew that almost anything could be paid for with this magic card. So again, this is like I think I'm, we're going to stop there. Um, that is on page 11. And if you guys ever remember, like, want to follow along, you guys could get your own book. This is probably on ebooks if you have a phone, an iPad, an iPod, anything like that. Even maybe you could get it on the computer, anything like that. We're on page 11. On like oh, We just finished with the first paragraph on page 11. But, like, that just shows, like, again, like, so many people do that and... I was baptized in actually California with my old church. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I was born in California. I lived there for about two years. And uh, we went to a Calvary Chapel in um, Mission Viejo, California. So we, um, a few years ago, I think I was like seven or eight, I went there and I got baptized in the ocean. And it was really cool because all my family, like, me and my sister got, my sister and I got baptized, like, on the same day, I'm pretty sure, maybe, no, actually, she, I, me and my friend got baptized on the same day, my sister a few years back, when she was, like, seven or eight, so, like, it was, like, really cool, because he asked, the pastor, he asked us our name, like, um, he did not ask us about our travel with Christ, but I think that's a cool thing to ask, and I really encourage you guys to go get baptized because you guys never have to get baptized like it's not like you have to if you want to believe in christ you could only get it like at a specific day or like a specific weather specific place like that no it's just like an outwardly motion to tell like when you're praying like how you put your hands together and usually bow your head like you usually that's kind of like respectful but like, it's not like you have to like bow your head it's not like that's just like an outwardly motion to like show respect and like show everyone that you are praying and stuff like that and um yeah so I really encourage you guys to get baptized like it was really cool for me and sometimes you even have like a get together after and yeah so it's it's pretty cool so um let's uh this is the kind of the last thing ending the show um so we're just gonna share I'm just gonna share one more Bible verse, then sadly um I'll have to end the show. So this is Revelation twenty one uh verse one through four. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. And like I was saying, like, there's no pain. It's like there's no sadness. There's only happiness. 
and there's like there might be crying of happiness but no crying of sadness and i think that's like so amazing that like our world today is so filled with sorrow there's deaths like i'm pretty sure like there's deaths like every like 15 seconds or something and that's like crazy and just like in heaven that'll be all gone and I think that's just amazing. So, um, thank you guys so much for listening. You've been listening to The Journey. My name is, one more time, my name is Serena. And this show is produced by Kidstar for the Voice America Kids Star Network. Kidstar Radio. We empower kids. Thanks for listening. Come along for another edition of The Journey next week with your hosts. We'll be back on Friday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Until the next show, think about where your journey could take you. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm. Now from the now from the Kidstar of the Month, here is the Wisp Pops and their song Sea Turtle. Thank you.
to return to our birthplaces We'll make it back eventually Pops from the Kidstar album of the month. 